0: KCLR Live with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie
1: To KCLR Live this morning. Live from the Iverk Show. Free phone number as always is 1800 96 You can text or WhatsApp us on the Dinner's Ready text on WhatsApp line 083-306-9696. And if you wanted to email the show, it's KCLR Live at KCLR96FM.com. Now we're thrilled this morning to be broadcasting live from the iverc show here in Pilltown. now in its 197th year that Iverk show has grown hugely over the years and has become the biggest and leading agricultural show in the country since its very first show back in 1826 over 20,000 visitors expected uh, to join the program of events here at the weekend and um, for everything for everybody, something for the young, something for the old, and our very old Edward Hayden of course will be here to capture all the buzz of the fair and the iverc show during his show the saturday show on saturday but what have we got planned for you today well in a couple of moments time we'll be speaking to ned walsh who's the president of the iverc show along with john flynn the chairman his first year as chair and norman story who is the pro they'll be joining us to give us a bit of an insight as to what we can expect and to look back at the history of the show over the next two hours we'll be talking all the different types of elements we're talking show jumping we're talking flower arranging we're talking TikTok. Mm, something that's coming to the ivec show for the first time our very own tara Byrne will be here on saturday showing sheep we'll be finding out from tara what it's like to rear sheep and lots more besides fashion and all everything else cooking we, we, we for those who don't know we're sitting on a picnic bench in the iverick show fields we've already been um, presented with fabulous cakes and scones and teas and coffee so very 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 welcomed along we've also got a pair of tickets to give away so do stay tuned and we'll tell you how you can get your hands on those tickets but time to find out what the show is all about i'm sure many of you listening will have been here many 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 times but there's also a lot of people in kilkenny and Carlow who've maybe never been to the Maybe this could be their first year. And Ned Walsh, the President, um, thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time this morning. He's here um, after his first year as President. Norman Story is the PRO. He's joining me on my left-hand side. And John Flynn, the Chairman, also in his first year as chair. Uh, John, how's it been being chair of the Iveagh show for the first time? Yeah,
2: look, really enjoyed it, Brian. Uh, Firstly, I'd like to welcome yourself and KCLR to the Iveagh show, which I'm promoted for us for, for, for like Saturday. Um, yeah, Brian, I'm in the show about maybe 20 years or thereabouts and uh, I was looking after the farm produce section for a while then I was looking after trade stands the family and garden area then lo- we looked after myself and Rose looked after food and I was approached last January so I to become chairman wasn't really mad about the idea at first but <laughs> they persuaded me to take it on so I'm here really enjoying the job like y- yesterday even I was talking to Simon Harris's um security guard this morning I was in measuring up for toilet paper so I suppose uh, anything between that has to be done you were in
1: oh, measuring oh, Okay, <laughs> so you weren't measuring up for toilet paper because uh, the minister was coming down specifically <laughs> no, were, no. I, I thought
2: you, I thought for a moment you were suggesting that there was <laughs> no, some no, sort no. of rider that's, yeah, that's, uh, so we've, we've, we've got a new block of toilets and the usual cracking oil oh, okay. it's yes.
1: As if for a moment there I thought Simon Harris said I'm only coming down with you guys. A particular sized <laughs> toilet paper, um, but I mean, logistically, as you sort of mentioned, it's a huge effort. It's a,
2: it's a huge effort. Like the show is on next Saturday, and from the week after the show, we go back planning for next year's show. We we'd have meetings, and we go back and we see what mistakes we made this year, try and improve it next year, or whatever. And um, but we have a great group of volu- of committee and volunteers involved. Is about probably f- seventy or eighty. Uh committee members then you've we probably have up to hundred and fifty volunteers on the day mm. so um I mean it, the workload is spread over a lot of people, and the way we run the show is um we have a chief steward for each area, yeah they look after each area they have maybe four or five key people under, them, but then they have volunteers on the day to come in to help them to run the area so it's it's not a work load for anyone really everyone takes takes their share, you know.
1: Yeah, and what what amazes me, I mean, when you see the that logistical effort we're sitting here, there's so many people already on site um, making teas and coffees and looking after everybody that's working out. There's guys out setting out all the various different show fields. Um, huge amount of exhibitions arriving obviously on the weekend as well. Yeah, well, Brian, if you were here
2: uh, after, in the afternoon today or tomorrow, there wouldn't there wouldn't be room to, to walk at the place with people helping out and trade stands coming in and people bringing in entries and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, we have we have over f- uh, 40 horse classes 50, 50 cattle classes 11 sheep 10 dog classes yeah. so we've loads of stuff going on and then the, um uh, jams and cakes, fruit and veg, flowers, you know, there's something
1: here for everybody. It's a real, it's a family day out. When I was looking through the uh, order of all the different competitions, I was amazed, I have to say, even down to what surprised me were the egg classes. I mean, four, I think, different classes of egg competitions uh, uh, as well. At least I'd say, yeah, at least four. <laughs> it's absolutely know. amazing. It's a huge, huge um, undertaking to take it on. Uh, it's obviously something that's well ingrained within the society, the community of Pilltown, you know, in its 109. 97th year there can't be many events taking place anywhere in the world I would suggest that have been running for 197 years uh,
2: it's definitely by far the oldest uh, cultural show in Ireland that's for sure
1: and moving on if I I wanted to talk to for example Norman about the history of the show and stuff like that Um, Norman um, uh, difficult question for you what was the first Iverc show like
3: I don't remember it, Brian, so I don't, I'm afraid, yeah, yeah. Maybe you were around interviewing at that stage, were you?
1: Uh, maybe, some people would say possibly. Um, but the history of the show is so important to the show. How has the show changed from its 197th year all those years ago?
3: Well, obviously, at that stage, it was a very local show. Now it's a more a national show. At that stage, I mean, you'd know transport, You'd people were walking or pony and traps or... Whatever way they could get here. I know even in the early 1900s, uh, one of our former uh, patrons used to come from Port Law, and it used to take an hour to drive in the pony and trap to get from Port Law to Pilta, which is only about 10 miles, yeah. and then the, back home again in the evening. So it was a totally different world at that stage, like, you know, and if you go right back to the 1800s, totally different world. And yeah. What we appreciate today as an agricultural show?
1: I, to even conceive what it would have been like back in the day is an impossibility for us all, I think, no matter you know how old we are. It's such a long history of a show. It's a great achievement to have kept it going for all those and, years. And
3: that's what I say to Peter. I'm not a local by any means, you know, I'm a blow-in. But to keep in a small rural village, to keep a committee rolling over for the best part of 200 years, for to keep an event going, It's a fantastic achievement. There's no doubt about it.
1: And Norman, is there much record of the history of the show? I mean, obviously, you know, things from 197 years ago would be quite difficult to find, whether it be uh, written pieces and through the more recent history, uh, photographs and things like that.
3: It's difficult to get. We don't have a lot of minutes or anything like that, unfortunately. And because it was started in the... what is now Kildalton College. Mm. A lot of the records of the show were destroyed in the fire there in 1920s. Yeah. So our best source of information, believe it or not, is the local papers. Going back to the Irish newspaper archives, we've got a lot of information back from them, from the reports, from the journalists, and so on, you know? That's where we've been putting it together. We have a couple of brochures now, and we hope to have a, a decent brochure now for the 200 show in a couple of years outlining all that history.
1: I mean that's a big landmark, it's a huge landmark and although three years seems like a lifetime away to many people, in the history of the show it's literally just around the corner. Would you look at uh, doing something particularly special for the 200th anniversary? Yeah, that's anniversary? what we're hoping.
3: Yeah, We have a number of the committee members who are interested in it and we've had one or two meetings already to start putting the ideas together. So. There's no point in starting the week before the show in a couple of years' time. You've got to start now and put ideas in place and get them going, you know?
1: Well, the third person that's joining us this morning um, on on the first segment of the show live here from Iverc is Ned Walsh, the current president. Ned, you're very welcome along to KCLR Live. Great to have you here this morning. Um, We were joking. Off oh, air yes. um, To say that uh, you're in your first year of a two year term as president That's true, yes It's probably one of the longest apprenticeships I've ever heard of in my <laughs> life how, yeah. how many years did you have to serve as an apprentice here at the show uh, <laughs> Before you got the opportunity to become president? Well, I, I, I was about
4: 19 when I started Okay now He's I'm not giving away much, is he? he? said
1: he was 19 when he started Now I'm 90 Nearly 90. <laughs> yeah. So. No, they're, they're, they're making they're finger signs beside me here and they're not being they're, rude. They're saying <laughs> you're coming up on 91. <laughs> yeah. When is, when's the birthday? The 4th of October. So you're practically 91. <laughs> yes. Um, 75 years ish, you know, coming to the show, I think, is what you said to me a few years ago.
4: Yes. The, what happened was is I was a fuel merchant and. And then summertime would come, and I'd have, I uh, would trucks, trucks and that. And in the early days, you'd have to collect jumps from water, as we say, or they yeah. might be from shows up the country, and I'd do that. And you'd bring them all down. Bring them all down. Then down here, where you see a, a road of, of uh, the things that are built yeah uh, lately they were only put up with old sticks and things and then you'd have to throw a cover over them to cover them
1: that's to, to, to give all the show spaces No, that's he... that's going back <laughs> no a long long time
5: and i wanted the, to that, talk
1: to you about the the pressure of being the president, right? And I'm sure you're hugely supported by the rest of the committee and everything else. And maybe it's something that the whole committee feels because to look after anything that's 197 years old, there must be a great sense of responsibility uh, for the whole committee in, look- in being the current stewards of the show. Not on the president,
2: <laughs>
1: he's too old, but <laughs> that pressure, pressure is gone when you come to this, this stage in your life. <laughs> but in terms of that responsibility, I yeah. mean, maybe as you said, you swan in and you, you're, you 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 do, do they roll out a red carpet for you now every time you arrive? <laughs> stop No, stop No. go easy, go easy. <laughs> but there is, I mean, there's a huge responsibility to make sure that the Oh, they are, yes, but we have, we have a, a marvellous
4: committee like you have Norman is looking after everything the pre-arrow you have every every different section of a man that look after that section the gayest well John will, I'll tell you about every one of them gay you have Anthony over here he yeah. looks after all the yeah the, the, the vegetable parts of it and the cattlemen they are different they're all different kind of organizations on their own right yeah yeah little subcommittees if you like now yeah. you have it yeah, on the ball away. yes yeah absolutely and they, they look after everything and as john will tell you as a chairman he has never any bother with any of them they
1: all do their job but we'll ask John the difficult questions see. in a minute. Yeah, a yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But now, just finally, um, as we said, I mean, the show has changed hugely over its full history. Yes. What have been the main changes that you've seen in the time that you've been coming to the show?
4: Well, sure. Uh, when it sta- started that time, as Normal mentioned, the cattle were walked to the show from all around the place. Yeah. And of course, we had six or seven farmers in the local village at that time and they 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 delivered the milk to the local cream but they also reared a special animal for to show at the show you see that was the competition part of it like you know
1: and it was the banter was good (laughs) Competition is key. I mean, yes, yes, yes. You know, competition is key. It's it's a little motivator for people to do their this best.
4: Is, this is it. That's the that's the that's the motivation of the show, to be the best. You know, and get a rosette at the end of it, and your head is high going out the gate, <laughs> <doesn't it>? you <Yeah. laughs> know, rosette.
1: Yes. And going back to talking to John Flynn, um, that, how serious does the competition get?
2: Pretty serious, um, especially with, with locals. Like we have entries from all over the country, but you can see the the local people all trying to beat us, especially in the fruit and veg
1: cakes and uh, jams, all that kind of stuff. It's very serious. Because bragging rights are big. Because uh, to pick up that gold rosette or the gold medal or whatever, it be, uh, gives you those bragging rights for the for the for the year ahead. Of course, yeah, yeah, you're you're the champion for the, for that year anyway. And, what is the creme de la creme of the shows here? I mean, I know there's so many categories and they've all got their own right, but what is the one event at Oyverick that you know the ring, the, the viewers, the people here at the show will not miss? Um,
2: I, I suppose the, the, um, the cakes and jams are a huge attraction, mm. but the one big thing I suppose here is the, the fashion show the fashion it's show it's huge well yeah. a little bit later yeah. on in the show yeah you will talk to Anne-Marie about that we're so. going to be talking it to Anne-Marie it is a huge crowd drawer
1: yeah I, I like the way John has palmed that off as if he wouldn't <laughs> know that much about fashion he'll leave it to Anne-Marie <laughs> to talk <laughs> about <laughs> 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 yeah high-vis vests are the fashion of the day here on Thursday at the Iverk show um, John weather looking good for the weekend
2: weather well, looking good a bit of a small drop of rain yesterday but we were careful on the grass to keep that nobody drove on it so
1: I think the weather is good and Saturday they're giving it very good so yeah it should be a great day and coming back to Norman then before we finish off uh, Norman in terms of uh, some of the logistics and some of the details uh, what time will people start arriving here on Saturday
3: The showground for exhibitors opens at 7 o'clock and then I think it's officially 9 o'clock for visitors.
1: Yeah, and for those, as I said, I'd be really, really interested to see people who've maybe come to Kilkenny and Carlo, moved into the area, uh, maybe from slightly further afield who've never actually been to the Iverc show. Um, What would you say to people who might be listening who've never been here before? The most
3: important thing, there are plenty of road signs, is to follow the road signs and obey the stewards and particularly the Gardaí we have a very good working relationship with the Guardy there's a traffic management plan in place and if people obey that everything will work smoothly
1: well it sounds like it's going to be a fabulous day it's um, free
3: parking I should have said it's free parking for everyone, and there's disabled parking
1: and I had a look at the ivec show website last night all of that information of course available on the ivec show great maps great maps of the site in terms of getting in and and the disabled parking and everything else well gentlemen Ned Walsh current president after a very long uh, <laughs> apprenticeship of some 70 odd years. Congratulations on your tenure as, as president. John Flynn uh, chairman in his first year and uh, Norman Story the PRO telling us a little bit of the history of the Iverick Show this morning. Thanks for joining us. Coming up after a short break we're going to move on to talk show jumping, show horses and ponies with Seamus Crowley and Liam Cairns. All that coming up after this.
0: KCLR Live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlow with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie
1: Carlow, Kilkenny, KCLR. You're welcome back to the iVerk show uh, preview, we'll call it, here on KCLR Live. You can continue to text or WhatsApp us on our dinners. Ready text and WhatsApp line 083 306 or indeed free phone the show 1890 9696. The weather is beautiful. Eddie Hughes is with us. He's uh, looking like a festival goer with his sunglasses on and his uh, cargo shorts. Um, I've had to take my sunglasses off because I hate speaking to people when you've got sunglasses on. So I'm getting absolutely blinded and a bit burnt on top but we will survive the apple cake will keep us going show horses show ponies show jumping equine is a huge part of the show here ivark and joining me in a moment seamus crowley will be talking show jumping. but first of all uh, liam cairns you're welcome along to casey life tell me about show horses and show ponies and their involvement here at the ivark show
5: yeah we have something for everyone brian we have from young children all the way up to the adults from ponies or ridden horses our standout class up there is the all-ireland team championship broodmare and foal it's a team team event and um, they qualify from all over ireland to get into it and it's prestigious you know it's there for about 40 years now and it's it's, it's anyone who wins it it's a very prestigious one and how does that
1: event work? I mean, a lot of people listening will know how a, a show category like that works. But for somebody like me, uh,
5: what's involved in preparation for that? Well, like there's a lot of work goes on in the background. Um, all the exhibitors who come on the day, they deserve huge credit. They turn out their animals immaculately. And that team championship now, it's 60% is given for the mayor, 40% is given for the foal. And they're judged on confirmation, movement and... Presence, you know, it's to to make a a good sport horse in the future.
1: Okay, and um, in terms of the types of horse that are on show, again, a huge amount of categories in that regard.
5: Yeah, a huge amount. It's half-bred horses, um, and we have we have classes for draughts, we have working classes, but it's it's generally the half-bred and the sport horse. Sport horses are concentrated on up there but there's a huge variety and um, from young children all the way up to adults and it's, it's great to see the, the horse is a great animal and it's great to see the trust uh, the rider has in the horse you know they make a great team.
1: And of course it is as you said it's an All-Ireland Championship, it's not just an IVERC show award and yep. um, people coming from all over the country as you said, were there regional qualifiers to actually get to Iverk?
5: Yep, all around the country there's, there's qualifiers, there's about 18 qualifiers at shows from early May up until last weekend.
1: Okay, so the last qualifier would have just scraped in there That's last right. weekend. Right. What will they be doing now in various parts of the country in preparation for the Oyvert show? Uh, obviously feeding, grooming, all the other bits and pieces and probably getting their own gear and kit ready as well. It must be a massive task prepping for something like this. Yeah, it's
5: massive and they deserve huge credit and you know, they come from all over Ireland. Some of those people will be getting up in the early hours of the morning and getting on the road. They'll have their animals washed platted and you know they, they make great effort and huge credit to them
1: and obviously final prep will happen here um what time are, are all show horse and show pony categories kicking off or, or will they run right throughout the day
5: we're starting at 10 o'clock in the morning and then they'll run right throughout the day Brian
1: and in terms of judging for something like that you've obviously got a, a recognized panel of uh, people that would judge those various categories
5: yeah we have a there's a there'll be a great team of judges up there on the day they're on a panel and we pick from that panel yeah
1: well, going from looking good to jumping good, because it's not just about how all the horses uh, look, of course, here at Iverk, uh, Seamus Crowley, uh, you're responsible for a lot of what has to happen um, from the show jumping side of it. And your work has already started. Seamus has just come running over to us from uh, laying out courses, I presume, or, or getting prep ready.
6: Well, I think we have three jump arenas here this year. So we have. So it takes a lot of work from getting all the fences out, getting course builders in, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening, building all the arenas. It takes time and it takes a lot of help every every evening to put it all together. There's a lot of work in it.
1: And in terms of the show jumping calendar in Ireland, obviously we had RDS just a couple of weeks ago, a big fancy show up in, up in the RDS in Dublin. Um, where would Iverk sit as, uh, within that competition strategy, competition framework here in Ireland? How big a, a, a prize is it to win?
6: Well, we'd like to think it's, it's nice to win an Iverk, so we would like, you know, but you, ha- you are competing against big shows that have huge money like Tullamore and down the middle street last week and all those like this very hard for a small local show to compete with those but we do our best we have the Nissan Grand Prix which over two thousand prize money in, in it for one competition alone so it's hard but we do our best.
1: Yeah, I mean as you said, three show jumping arenas. It's a yeah. it's a huge job logistically. Um the sponsorship, big prize money. It must attract people um, from right over the whole country. Would you get any international competitors coming to compete at Iverk?
6: Not at the moment. No. Francis Connors now he is local out in County Water, he would be one of our biggest he's Great supporter of our show every year, so he always have a good number of horses here, so he would.
1: And coming on to talk about show jumping in general, right across the country, um, a huge amount of interest from young people and children getting involved in show jumping.
6: Oh, there is indeed, yeah. Like, we have the, our main arena is, is a horse for horses, they be competing at the top end. Then we have a pony arena for all the younger younger kids, in that. And then we have a sportsman arena, which caters for both ponies and horses for people just want to come for the day one day they don't get there's no real competition like you get rosette if you do your two clear rounds and it's it's a day out like and it's just a non-competitive competition for those in the sportsman yeah so the sportsman is sort of an open category no open category but insurance is a problem there but they all have to pay if you're not registered you have to pay It costs them 10 euro extra to insure a horse like like everything, insurance is a problem.
1: Yeah, I mean we've heard huge stories yeah. right across the country of you know everything from car rallying to, to motorbike racing yeah. all struggling to get yeah, insurance. Yeah. Is show jumping struggling, finding it difficult in the same sort of way as many other like, different sports like, and activities would.
6: Every year we see our insurance bill for the show is rising every year. Like there's no, there's not a year that it hasn't it hasn't risen. Like so, it is a problem. Like and we just have to cope as best we can with it, and we don't like shoving up. Entry fees to cover insurance. What we we do our best we can to keep it, keep it for the, for the, You know, keep just it reasonable. To keep it reasonable.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And how many competitors yeah. will you have jumping at the weekend?
6: Oh, we'd have a couple of hundred I suppose. Yeah, so it's huge. Would, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know I, we're clashing The ponies is a little bit smaller, but so clashing was in all Ireland, up in Mullingar, I think, and that takes us a little. You know, you know, they would have qualified in different shows, like Liam says. There's one for the ponies as well, and they qualify, and that's their their big weekend up there. So it does affect us on the ponies a little bit. So it does.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm sure I'm trying to look at like the logistics of getting a couple of hundred because they all come with either a, a four by four and a horse box or a couple of horse yeah. boxes or or maybe a horse trailer, and you've got two. It's a massive amount of people and logistics to get all that type of stuff on site. Oh, side. it is.
6: Yeah, it is. Yeah, like we have several car parks, and like there are lads, a team of lads that walks out in the car parks and they don't don't see the show from. The morning and them like they stay out there for the day trying to organise get everything in and get everything out if the weather is kind to us it makes it an awful lot easier like you know they the get in and out you know but
1: it's mm, those type of volunteers yeah. they're the real heroes of a show oh, like yeah, this I mean, because
6: like, we go to a meeting we might have 15 or 20 at a meeting but on the day of the show like I can <laughs> leave many volunteers that we have <laughs>
1: just so you're aware yeah. Seamus and Liam are looking at one of their shrugging shoulders now trying to make some sort of estimate <laughs> as to how many different volunteers that you would have on um, you talked about that Nissan sponsored event mm. it's, it's, it's a big one um, you're looking forward to watching that?
6: oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that will provide a big interest on the, on the, in the afternoon sort of as like I can all. imagine especially that. when it comes down to the the last say, six or seven, whoever go against the clock, like that's always the exciting part, so it is. Yeah, I can
1: imagine um as the the blue ribbon events in each category sort of take place on various different parts of the Iverick show site, so the crowd is moving from location to location, they're picking up their timetable or whatever when they're coming in saying, we can't miss this, we have to get there for that, we'll grab a cup of tea then and then we'll go over there to watch that. And um, It's a real proper day out for anybody who's coming along.
6: Oh, no, without a doubt, yeah, it's a great day out
1: well it sounds absolutely There's fab something for everyone yeah absolutely yeah. something for everybody huge amount of categories and of course our very own edward hayden will be here live during the saturday show giving people a bit of a flavor as to what they can expect from the iverick show uh, just going back to uh, to liam for a moment um liam how many years have you been coming to the iverick show
5: S- since i was born Brian. since yeah. you were born yeah
1: Yeah, and I guess everybody we've spoken to so far this morning have had that um, long-standing either personal involvement or or family involvement. Presumably it was your parents that started bringing you.
5: Yeah, it was my father and mother, yeah. They were very involved all their life and um, are still involved actually. And it's, it's great that the people who help out at the show, there's an awful lot of families involved and the next generation nearly always follows along, which is great to see and that's the
1: only reason why it's got a
5: a 190 odd year history uh,
1: because of those family connections well Liam Kearns uh, looking after show horses and show ponies and Seamus Crowley looking after show jumping thank you very much for joining us here on KCLR live this morning we're going to take a short little break and after which we'll give you an opportunity to win two tickets to the iverx show
0: KCLR Live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie Hello, Kilkenny, KCLR.
1: Yes, you're very welcome back to KCLR Live, live from the Iverk Show. We promised you at the start of the show that we'd give you the opportunity to win two tickets to come along and see and enjoy the Iverk Show. And we're going to do that for you now. We've got a question for you. And what we'd like you to do or text, is text or WhatsApp us the answer to the following question. The iVirc Show is in its 197th year. If you're good at maths, you'll be able to work it out from there because I'm asking you, did it begin in 1826? 1846 or 1866. Text us or WhatsApp us the year you think the Iverk show started. 1826, 1846 or 1866. And you can send those entries in to where dinner's ready. Text and WhatsApp line on 083 306 9696. We've already spoken about the history of the show, how long it's been around and what it means to the community of Pilltown. We've heard about the various different horse categories, but of course it's not all livestock and animals because John, me now to talk all things flowers and flower arranging. We've got Marnie Doyle and Mary Ryan. You're both very welcome along to joining us here this morning. Uh, coming to Maire first of all, we're sitting in the sun. What a beautiful day! Wouldn't it be fabulous if it was like this on Saturday?
7: Oh, absolutely! We'd look forward to that. Absolutely, We'd make life so much easier for us as well. All the various
1: so, different flower arrangements would look spectacular. Absolutely, in that night, and the they?
7: flowers would come out and look well.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, we're we're going to talk yeah. flowers, obviously, because that's your area of expertise. But it's you know the flower category. These include more than just the flowers. You've got a section this year for the first time, um, relating to upcycled garden furniture.
7: Yeah. A garden feature actually yes we have we, we've decided this year to just broaden our horizons really and keep it in, to a garden feature and anything upcycled and we're giving good prize money we're giving 100 euros first prize and down long 75 50 and 25 which is a good uh, prize money so we've got a good interest in it and uh, hopefully it will take off this year for the first time and um it will encourage people to recycle stuff i mean we all hoard stuff and we I myself, I have done a feature, and I will bring it down to the show. Uh, it's an upcycle feature using a coal bucket, and uh, also I have um, done some wire netting as a body for the figure that I'm doing, and uh, I have used an old uh, master's gramophone for a hat. So it's it's quirky feature so i will have that on display on the show so it'll give people an idea what you can do with a few pieces of upcycle stuff
1: yeah it's it's, it's, it's really important <laughs> at the moment to be looking at upcycling and everything else oh somebody, so, somebody's ringing Marnie already <laughs> to say oh i love that idea money i'm looking forward to seeing that feature on 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 saturday oh, no. um a, a huge yeah. new addition well it is it
7: is and we're all we're all conscious of what we can do with nice features and nice things we have in the garden so that uh, it's nice to be able to display them properly and uh, we hope it will take off this year I'm now, sure it will I mean there's a yeah, lot of young people yeah, obviously yeah.
1: interested in those type of elements as well and, and great to see it and um, we're yes. going to talk about uh, yeah. children because you've got a lot of children's yeah. categories we also. Have.
7: we've always encouraged children from years back we've encouraged children to participate in the show and it's it's growing and growing and um, we have um, a garden feature, which is my garden, and it it's, it encourages children all the time to be creative. And we try as far as possible for them to use natural material rather than plastic fittings and stuff like that that they used usually use years ago. But we encourage them to use more plants in the little gardens, and uh, they love it. They love and, it. And how will that work, money?
1: I mean, will they have to come along and set up their own little garden displays here, and they'll be judged? they come what? along
7: with the garden done and they will drop it into us on the morning or the night before so we will take them anytime the night before up to eight o'clock and uh, it suits a lot of people because some of the gardens can be quite heavy so the parents usually bring in the gardens for the children so uh, it's usually usually helping hand is necessary so and as well as that we have um, another competition which is all creatures great and small which is um, any creature fruit vegetables made uh, into an animal or some sort of uh, quirky feature. So again, it's a, always very popular.
1: I'd say you get a lot of people and turning potatoes into porcupines with ex- cocktail sticks exactly. and the like.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and cucumbers into crocodiles. <laughs> so.
1: Moni, I yeah. mean, you obviously love gardening, you love the outdoors, you love everything flower ageing. It must be really heartening to see those yeah. young people yeah. coming in with that same love that you have.
7: Yes, it is. It is, especially in the climate that we're in at the minute and we're all sort of, aren't we, reverting back to nature. So that it is... It is lovely to see it coming up in another generation you know and that they're so interested and i think they're, they're getting more interested in the schools as well so that uh, it is it is is absolutely brilliant to see that obviously the yeah.
1: covid pandemic meant the show couldn't go ahead for that year or two while we were in the midst of that but oh. there have been some positives i think out of covid i mean a huge amount of negatives as well And one of those positives is, as you said, that people have got back-connected with nature, back-connected to their own outdoor spaces because it was the only space they could be in.
7: Yes, they have, absolutely. And people are taking more walks in the countryside and they're more observant of things that are around them. I think that, anyway. And uh, so we we hope for bigger and better
1: this year. So, I'm absolutely yeah. sure it will be. I mean, yeah. there's obviously yeah. a lot of um, adult categories as well. And joining us yes. this morning, Mary Ryan is here as well. Uh, Mary, give us a bit of a flavour about, you know, I'm sure the children take it very seriously and all want to do their best and to win. But I would sort of contest that maybe some of the adult categories are, are even more competitive. What type of things can we expect from uh, the adults? <clears up throat> <shall> we <throat> yes, Brian, we have um, five categories <coughs> for
8: the adults. And our first one is summer it's an arrangement in a basket or to feature a basket. So that really means you can do your arrangement in the basket or you can do an arrangement and have the basket as an accessory <coughs> beside it. Uh, class three then is called Just a Few, which is an exhibit. Um, we call it like a modern flower arrangement where <coughs> you have just a few flowers and a few pieces of foliage. So you need very little for that arrangement, but it always, we also always get a lot of entries for that one. Class four then is spotlight on texture, and it's a door wreath for any occasion.
1: Those and door wreaths have gotten really, really popular. I mean, have, yeah. traditionally it yeah. would have just been Christmas, Christmas but yeah. I know people have different seasonal <clears> wreaths now right. for all They're time of year.
8: All year round, and you'd see them on a lot of doors <clears throat> around the country, and uh, particularly for Halloween and that time of the year, the beautiful autumnal colours and yeah. and that. So with this <clears throat> exhibit, we have uh, we're not using any floral foam. So again, we're conscious there of the environment and not to be using too much floral foam in arrangements. And um, so that, again, we hang those on the wall there, the back, and they're spectacular. We had beautiful entries last year for that. Then we have a very popular class, it's Best Foot Forward, and it's an exhibit to feature a shoe. So normally people do an arrangement in a shoe, which Mm. again looks lovely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can hear all the noise of the cars and vans and everything coming (laughs) in and out. We're live from the Iverk show. So what could you expect? We're we're sitting here eating scones, drinking coffee on a park bench as the show preps. Um, Those categories are really really big. You've got one or two more.
8: So we just have tiny treasures then which is a miniature flower arrangement <clears throat> and again this is a lovely one that people can just bring along and they have it done they leave it in to us and um, everything is done in miniature so it doesn't exceed 10 centimeters in width or height
1: and mary how far in advance do the the committee involved in the flower arranging side of things sit get together and decide on the themes for the categories um, for that we year usually
8: come tomorrow and i would usually come together in maybe january or february and um we'd spend an evening going over sometimes we do it really quickly and other times we deliberate a lot on it
1: deliberate Uh, is that is that is (laughs) that the word that you would use deliberate (laughs) or
8: (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah this year i think we were we did it in february and then we like to get our excuse me our uh cattle our schedule out early so that we can give it around to different flower clubs and and men's sheds, and that you know, this year we gave it to some of the men's sheds. And
1: you mentioned the men's sheds there. I'm going to ask it maybe a slightly politically incorrect type of question. Is it what's the balance in terms of entries between male and female entrants?
8: Um, well, we have this year we have quite a few um, men entering, and there would be a few in the adult classes. You'd have a lot in the children, a lot of boys in the children and also for the new uh, upcycled feature for a garden we have quite a few men actually entered in that Um, and what's the
1: biggest what's the biggest entry which category has the most entries
8: Um, I suppose normally uh, the modern arrangement the just a few would have the biggest entries and of course the children I think really would have yeah biggest, huge sponsors yeah. are obviously hugely important to yeah. everything that we do at Oyverick, yeah. all the
1: various different categories and and, and you've got a, obviously a list of sponsors involved and what you guys are doing how grateful are you to have them involved
8: yeah we're very grateful to all our sponsors and they've all been with us from the very start and if I could just mention the sponsors, uh, Marty's Pantry, Shore it's a lovely deli and restaurant in Carrick and we have O'Shea Farms here from Pilltown, who grow all the potatoes and the vegetables, and they have a stand just inside the gate, so you can see that on Saturday. Then you have Ronan Bresh from Mulnahone Hardware, and Ronan also has a hardware restaurant and garden centre in Callan. And the Rose Bowl florist from, from Carrie Consure who um, look after all your uh, floral requirements. And then this year we have Moni who sponsored the upcycled garden feature and gave all those very good prizes. So we're very grateful to all our sponsors.
1: I mean, becoming involved in a, 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 as a sponsor, is, is a, it's great to have, it's a huge commitment. Um, Moni, as, as mentioned, yes. you're one of the sponsors yeah. on this year's show. Yeah. The iVerk show must mean a lot to you if you've not only given of your time yeah. to get involved, but well, also uh, gotten involved yeah. as a sponsor. Yeah.
7: Absolutely, I've been involved for many years more years than I care to remember oh, more years but than you're <laughs> going to
1: admit to on radio that's, that's, that's everybody's privilege but, uh,
7: yes it is, flowers have been my passion and uh, Mary and I have met many many moons ago and that it's been our passion and now i'm i'm kind of passionate about upcycling and i do it in my own garden and i've done a lot of features uh, in wire netting both reindeers and uh, ladies and one thing and another and i'm always trying out different things so i said why not go for it this year and we'll see how it goes
1: i'm somebody who's, who's who's gotten a bit like we mentioned a few moments ago i've fallen in love with my garden since since covid and the lockdown and it was it was a huge help to me um, what has being able to get out into nature and get involved in gardening meant to you on a personal level through your whole well, life?
7: Well, it's mindfulness. It's absolutely. And you, I mean, it, this, this thing is, aren't we nearer to God in the garden than anywhere else on yeah. earth? <laughs> we really are, you know. And you, you forget about everything when you're doing something and you come involved in it. And, and you see things growing, and my goodness, is there anything as rewarding? Mm. I don't think there is.
1: Yeah, sense of pride.
7: Absolutely, Yeah. Absolutely. Well listen, um, yeah.
1: it's it's fabulous mm. to talk to you about this morning, Mary Ryan and, and Maunie Doyle. Mary, coming back to you for the last word, um, how sore will the feet and the legs be come Sunday afternoon when all the running yeah, around is finished?
8: Be, I think it's the standing really all day, Saturday, and uh, we we'll be back on Sunday morning to pick up the litter as well again doing our piece yeah, for the environment exactly, making sure yeah. everything we leave um, as we find just say it say that the staging times for the flower arranging it's friday um 3 to seven thirty pm and then on saturday morning eight thirty to nine thirty in the morning
1: before the show before the show opens well all that information as we said available on Iverx website and I'm sure those people that are coming down to display their their flowers and the bits they've made will be very aware of all times they can get everything in but thanks for joining us this morning Uh, Moni Mm -hmm. Doyle and Mary Ryan talking all things flower arranging we're going to take a very little short break after which we'll be speaking to Casey Laura's very own Tara Byrne because Tara has a talent that reaches beyond social media and she'll actually be here at the Iverk show on saturday displaying those talents stay tuned we'll be talking to tara after this
0: kclr live with thanks to the fairgreen shopping center gift card the perfect gift for all occasions see fairgreen.ie carlo kilkenny
1: kclr you are welcome back to kclr live coming up after um the news at 11 we'll be talking all things fashion with uh, Anne-Marie Power. We'll also be touching base with Jill Dowley, who's the show secretary. Mary McAvoy will talk all things young peoples on the Young People's Committee. And Ellen Knox will be looking at TikTok, a new departure for the Iverick show here this year. But uh, somebody who many of you will have heard on, Casey Lohr, she's our own social media guru at the moment, but she's a lot more than that. Tara Byrne joins us. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Brian. It's great to have you here with us because you, you are sort of my official slash unofficial Iverk show guide because agriculture is a huge part of your family life isn't it
9: it is it's kind of my whole life to be honest since especially since i was very young i've always lived on a farm and i've been minding sheep and bottle feeding sheep since i was too young to be honest and i remember on one of my birthdays i think i was three or four and my parents had a whole party organised for me at the house, and they were like, Where's Tara? And I was out in the field, surrounded by like, cows.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, so you're a farm girl at heart. 100%. And it's not just your parents, I understand if I'm right, it goes back to your grandparents as well. Doesn't yes, it?
9: my grandfather has sheep, so I think that's where I got the love of sheep from, because my father likes sheep but he doesn't love sheep but my grandfather absolutely adores sheep So your so father's
1: more into the cattle he and is your into love the of sheep cows, has yeah. come from, from Grandad uh, You're right. coming to the Iverk show on Saturday I am. Um, But not in your KCLR gear at this time no. You'll be actually showing here on Saturday
9: I will, I've never been to the Iverk show um, showing or just being here so I'm actually genuinely really, really excited because I know people have said it's an unbelievable day so yeah. I'm so excited
1: And what are you showing?
9: sheep. I have two. I'm bringing two with me. Um, I'm bringing a Texel ram lamb and a Texel shearling yo. And yep. I know you don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs>
10: well
1: tell me. Tell me. your
9: face. Tell, well, me. tell me. Yeah. I uh, tell you. Okay. So a ram lamb is a male. Yep. Baby sheep.
1: A male baby. Ram, baby lamb. I can see how that makes sense. That's
9: okay. And then my shearling, YO is a girl sheep, but she's about a year and a half.
1: Okay. And sort of all sheep look the same, really, don't they? To so some
9: I'm people, they all look the exact same. Sheep. To my father, they all look the exact same. And then he'd say, oh, my God, that one there. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the one you're talking about. <laughs> I know them all by their faces, I know exactly who's who.
1: Okay, so uh, are they a particular breed of sheep in, this, in the same way you know, dogs would have different breeds of dog? 100%. So what breed of sheep are you so most fond of?
9: I have Texels, so best way to describe them is they're white, they're snow white, and they kind of have a kind of bulldoggy face, okay. you could describe, um, they're kind of short, they're stocky, they're just cool. Okay, My so, favorite breed.
1: And why did you pick uh, those Texels as your favorite breed? I don't know. But did Grandad have Texels?
9: Know. No, he doesn't like Texels at all. Okay. He does not like Texels. He likes the more commercial sheep, as in mixed breeds, Okay. Crossbred sheep. So when you come
1: to a show like this, breeding and showing sheep, how does the day work?
9: Uh, no, the work starts a week beforehand. Okay. A week beforehand, you need to get your sheep in and you need to wash them. Like, I mean, physically bath them and then a few days later you have to wash their heads and their legs because they're white and if there's any people out there who have blonde hair they know that if you put purple shampoo in your hair it gets rid of the yellow tones and the brassiness so we do the exact same with the sheep we wash them with purple shampoo so to make them white
1: <laughs> so you're actually sheep rarer slash beautician all yeah. in one go
9: yeah i'm not one trick pony
1: uh, one trick pony very good and um, in terms of uh, i've got to say this uh, would you be one of the youngest people that would be showing sheep at these shows
9: some oh yeah it w- i would be one of the youngest there would be little children there but again their parents would kind of be over it. there's not many young girls not many but there are lots as well And i love when i come to shows and i see um young women they're involved. showing as well fully involved yeah i love yeah. it
1: so i mean in terms of oivark then it's your first time here but you have been to other shows with your sheep before
9: i have yes i was in the tullo show last week
1: how do they tend to get on
9: oh they they oh. They didn't win anything, which I was quite upset about, but again, if you go with no expectations and you do win something, then it's the best day ever. So I kind of just go, if the day goes well and they're well behaved, then I'm happy. Enough.
1: And do you think your sheep pick up on how happy you are? Do they go home, so ooh, all disappointed, is <laughs> not too happy with Even
9: us. when they don't get a prize and like, I bring them back over to their pen, I rub them and I. I just say well done, because they are so just so well behaved. are like, so are well these like behaved. pets to you then? They're 100% pets to me, yeah. I don't mind if they don't win, I don't mind if they don't do well in anything. I just love them, because they're just, I don't know, they're just my best friends I suppose. And could
1: you see yourself moving in, into commercial sheep farming as you get a little bit older?
9: I do have commercial sheep as well, so I have my pedigree Texels and I have my commercial sheep oh, well, also. You've,
1: oh, you've got your head switched on. How many yeah. commercial sheep have you got?
9: I have about 20 commercials, so it's quite small. I don't want to get it too big because, again, in the springtime when springtimes come around they have to have their lambs and you have to think about how many sheep you actually have to lamb if you have too many it can get a little bit overwhelming so we have a small group of commercial and an even smaller pedigree group.
1: It's amazing I, I think it's brilliant I mean I think for people who uh, grow up on farms um, to have that connection back to the farm and as you've done to have other elements to their lives as well mm-hmm. you're in college you're, you're, you're doing some work here at KCLR yeah. and things like that as well it must be quite time consuming.
9: It is. It honestly is, like if I'm in KCLR for the whole day and I come home, it's straight straight outside to the sheep to do something with them. You know, it's constantly moving. And when I go back to college, again, it's going to be college, KCLR and sheep, that's my life.
1: Well, have you been schmoozing with any of the judges? Have you managed to find? I any? I was
9: actually talking to the MC over there as well, <laughs> and I was talking to, uh, I think, one of the chair people yeah, as well.
1: Well, Tara Byrne, uh, proving that it's not just uh, previous generations who are into agricultural shows. Like, there's a lot of young people involved as well. Best to look for the show on um, Thank you. on Saturday. You'll have know th- I'm
9: like on Monday if I win. <laughs> anything. Uh, we'll
1: know because you'll have it on social media, I'm sure, <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Have you got names
9: for the two sheep? I do. My Ram name is called Gold. Gold. And my Shirling Yo is called Phoebe.
1: Well, if Gold and Phoebe are listening at home on the uh, <laughs> Byrne farm, best of luck for the Iverk Show on Saturday. Tara, thanks for joining us as always. Thank Keeping you. Keeping us company on outside broadcasts this morning, we're coming to you live from the Iverk Show. Don't forget, we've got those two tickets to give away. The question we're asking you is, in what year did the Iverk Show begin? Was it 1826? 1846 or 1866. To win those two tickets, all you've got to do is work out the correct answer and text or WhatsApp that year. 1826, 1846 or 1866 to our dinners ready. Text on WhatsApp line 083 306 9696. We're going to take a short break, after which we'll be back with the news at 11.
0: KCL or live with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie KCL or live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets, and a state of the art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.
1: You're very welcome back to the Iverk show in its 197th year. And if you're trying to enter a competition and you're good at maths, you'll be able to use that bit of information to work out in what year did the show begin. I'm going to have to be very careful for the second hour of the show not to actually give away the answer to our quiz. But if you do work that out and you can tell me what year the show commenced in, you'll get a chance to win two tickets for the iverc show coming up a little bit later on in the show we've also got our hours to protect series and um, continuing today talking at the quirk was talking to patrick dumphy climate action and sustainable advisor with chagas not too far from where we are today and um, that's coming your way around about 25 past 11 this morning but taking us all the way to there we're going to be talking to the show secretary jill dowley in just a moment we'll be talking fashion with anne-marie power and we'll be meeting members of the young people's committee here as part of the Iverk show but the lady who we're going to describe from now on as the go-to person for all things Iverk, um, she's already really really busy and we're winding her up because if anybody's got any problems relating to iWork, Jill Dowley is the person to go to. Good morning, Jill.
11: Good morning, Brian. You're very welcome to Pilton.
1: I apologise for just doubling or tripling your workload now over the weekend. But, I mean, no the workload as the secretary is already a very, very big one, isn't it?
11: It is, Brian. It is. But I suppose, in fairness, I need to say that uh, we have a huge committee. We've head stewards in each of our many sections who manage their own area very well. Um, and I suppose I should say that we've had bumper entries online this year for various sections, including darts and crafts, the cakes and jams. In our cattle section, where we have a special ABP Aldi Irish Angus Bull Calf Championship. We have Tug Award this year. We have photography, a dog show, poultry, sheep, uh, Bonnie Baby. Um, And we also have some displays. We have, say, vintage display. We have rare breeds. Um, amongst uh, many other things, and I suppose I should also mention as well this year we'll have our usual musical entertainment, which will be behind you there on a um, truck. And then we have a new dance floor this year to encourage people to dance, yeah. so which we're very much looking forward to. Um, so, yeah, so it's a big show, and I suppose I should also say that we're very grateful that um, you know it's the size of the show. Um, we have very generous uh, neighbouring landowners, including Richard and Tanya Ames, Kildalton College. Piltown GA, and also Tony and Kate Foley. So, you know, it it, it takes an awful lot. But as well, it just all comes together on the day, as it always does, thank you. And we're very grateful for that, you know.
1: It really does need the buy-in of the whole community to be able to put on a show like this. I mean, the traffic that will come through the area, parking, you know, you've got disabled parking and everything else. That's right, that's Um, right. It is a community effort, isn't it? Very
11: much so, it is, it is, it is. And even as a community effort, I suppose we should say as well that we're very grateful to uh, some of... uh, sponsors and donations from say the Department of Rural and Community Development, Kilkenny Leader, Kilkenny County Council for their festival support grant, the Irish Show Association, the Government of Ireland for our Rural Future and Project Ireland 2040, along with the local John O'Shea Trust. So Very well do done. Drink. That
1: little notebook is coming in and playing a blinder, isn't it? Give her a round of applause. I mean, getting all those sponsors' names mentioned is absolutely <laughs> fabulous. But why are you involved? Because, you know, we heard from some of the long-standing members of the committee at the top of the show and they described themselves at times as being blow-ins, even though some of them have been coming for 75 years. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're not originally from this area.
11: No, no I'm also a blow-in. I'm lily White from Kildare and I'm down here 20 odd years I'm still classes of blowing I still don't know it all I never will maybe closer (laughs) later on in life I might do but yeah I suppose it's nice to get involved in a local community event it's nice to give something back and that's what I like and I find well, it's great to meet up with different people and you know just interact with different people that's what I like from it you know I'm to see what's involved in putting this show together what you get from it the sense of satisfaction is is really good so you know it's very uh, rewarding now it's hard work as we all know for a one day event but it is hugely rewarding at the end of it it goes so well
1: Secretary what will that workload be entailing on Saturday?
11: On Saturday, I suppose, um, making sure like, we'll have a Red Cross here, they'll be setting up for uh, emergency events, we'll have doctors here, making sure they're here okay, we'll have a um, child protection officer. And I suppose making sure the trade stands that they're all set up, all the various trade stands. We've over 350 trade stands here booked in this year, so it's it's a huge or a uh, huge undertaking to make sure it all runs smoothly. That all the marquees that they're set up okay, and say for example that Amory's fashion show is going okay as it should, that the dog show is going okay. Just if making sure everything runs smoothly, you know. Yeah. And, I suppose, and I suppose I should mention as well that like, you know on our different gates this year, you know that the gates would open say at nine o'clock. I'll be making sure that the card machines that we have reached those gates that they will be working sufficiently, that they'll take in the 10 euro adult fee or the 10 euro. Uh, old age pensioner fee um, on the day, along with that, and we, all, we also take cash. So that's why try and make sure that the whole thing runs very, very well. That's, yeah, that's I mean that,
1: that even in terms of managing that on the day, cash payments, card payments. So many people have gone cashless. We heard just yes. yesterday at the NCTs that's not right. taking cash yes. anymore. Yep, yep. Um, but you'll take it anyway.
11: Absolutely. Cash is king in my, in my world. <laughs> uh, it's, it's king, but also now since last year, the card machines are very successful. We have broadband here, and the, the card machines will work just as well as the cash on today. So we'll, we'll take both. We're not fussy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got a huge amount of stuff to get through between now and 12 o'clock. In a couple of moments' time, we'll be talking all things um, fashion with Anne-Marie Power, And in a moment, we'll be talking to members of the Young People's Committee. But, Jill, just as the show secretary, isn't it fabulous to see, you know, so many younger people getting involved in Oiverkin? It, it bodes well for the next 100 it's the
11: future, and it's a great seeing them coming in. And they also they have great ideas, they're bringing something new and different, you know. And we're now more included in, in uh, aware of what TikTok is. So, little things like that, you know. We won, lady. <laughs> Are one you on TikTok? Year, not yet, no. I'm working on it.
1: You know, you're going to be minded now by all the, the social media <laughs> stars at Iverk over the weekend. Will you do this dance? Can we put you on TikTok? You have to really, uh, I suppose. Maybe just let your guard down and go with the flow perhaps. a little bit when it comes I w- to I will, those will say, My meetings. husband
11: has said I've got two left feet, so I won't be doing any <laughs> dancing whatsoever. <laughs> now, if, I, if I have an alcoholic drink in my hand on Saturday night after the show, perhaps then that's a different story, but not here in the day, no.
1: But you did mention earlier on that you've got a dance floor. Yes. Is that the first year we've got a dance floor? It is, I've it heard? is, it
11: is. But I have two left feet, so I won't be honest. Ah, that won't, man,
1: that won't make any difference at all. Jill Dowley, show Secretary, thanks for giving us a little bit of your Thank time. We'll much. come back and we'll check in with you in just a couple of moments. We're going to stroll over towards some of the Young People's Committee because um, Louise McAvoy um, is sort of in charge of organising and running the Young People's Committee. Um, they're all here. They're all in their school uniforms. Louise, if we come to you first of all, Mary. Uh, sorry, Mary. Apologies, Mary. Why are? Uh, how did you get involved in the Young People's Committee?
12: So, um, well, I've been involved with the show in the show since I've been oh, since I was born. Practically, Mummy and daddy were very involved in the show, and it has kind of it was carried on. So now it's kind of time to, to pass it on to the next generation. So, um, last year and the year before, last year especially, we tried to we got some of the young guys involved in it. They're always involved in it anyway but it's really nice to see that the, they get recognition for it so we put the Junior Show group together this year so that way we can have meetings with them, they can come up with ideas and it's been really, really successful. We've had 24 at our last meeting now which is fantastic.
1: So have the young people been involved in formulating the structure and and helping out with new ideas and then been asked obviously to, to go ahead and implement some of those ideas?
12: Absolutely. Um, last year we started with uh very simple one pimp that bail we just tried it out um the, the girls will talk about it there now in a minute but that was the first little bit um we also came up with ideas like there's a treasure hunt this year um a new one is welly throwing again one of the girls is involved uh, the whole group were involved in that um, we've walked the showground, so they've all come up with ideas you know where signage should be yeah. we should do this here we should do that. it's been really really great
1: a bit of an inspiration for you
12: Absolutely, it's lovely to have young people involved and the only way the show keeps going is we have all these young people keep coming and keep coming,
1: Yeah. so all good. Future's looking well, well Mary thanks for giving us a bit of an insight that we're going to talk to some of the members of the Young People's Committee, uh, Leah you're very welcome along to KCLR Live, welly throwing.
10: Yeah I'm going to be involved in the welly throwing on the day and that's going to start at half 11 in the morning.
1: And, and they've got all that fabulous knowledge. And your expertise, they, what was? The, did you do a degree in welly-trowing in school or something like that?
10: Um, yeah, we did <laughs> up in the Astrodurf there.
1: <laughs> Gave it a good try. Have you been coming to Iverc since you were young?
10: Uh, yeah, I got involved because my father is um, very involved in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're going to be busy? Yeah, I will be. Now, you're all in school uniforms today. I can't believe you're back in school already.
10: I can't believe it either.
1: What year are you going into? Third year. Third, oh. Oh. Yeah. You're looking forward to the year ahead?
10: No, not really, but sure.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I mean, the IVEC show this weekend is a nice little distraction um, from being involved in school. Good luck with the Welly throwing competition. How far can people throw a Welly, do you think?
10: Uh, a few metres, I'd say. A
1: few, you haven't got a Welly with you today, by any chance, have you? Uh, and we'll, I tell you what we'll do We'll find a Welly and maybe you'll come back to me later on and I can throw a Welly and you can let me know if I'm anywhere good at it. We're going to move on and we're going to talk to Amy. Leah. Go find a welly. Come back to me in a minute if you can. Amy Cairns, you're talking treasure hunts, aren't you?
10: Yeah, this year at the show we have a treasure hunt. Uh, new thing
13: this year. Um, so when the children come in, they get their wristbands. And they get a set of clues and a pencil so they can send them through the whole show. And you take a picture of the map so you know where you're going.
14: OK.
1: And uh, it, it'll be interesting to keep. Oh, we've got a welly, we're going to have to one of the moms. Um <laughs> Kids love stuff like that, don't they?
10: Yeah, yeah, it's great to keep them like, involved and moving around, don't sure. you? Yeah. A, and and it's another way,
1: I'll, I'll tell you, I've been like lots of things like this, and as a parent myself of young kids, it's a great way for wrecking parents' heads because <laughs> parents will have their own agenda for the day, and then little Mary or Johnny will be, now I have to go here, or I have to go there to find out. Have you enjoyed being involved in the Young People's Committee?
13: Oh, yeah, sure. It's great to be involved and be more involved than we were and just
10: getting and getting like
13: um, and could you
1: see yourself going on at some point in the future to be involved in the adults committee and you know being like the rest of the team around here you know working hard all week long
13: yeah I'd say so definitely
1: well it's great it's great to have you all involved Pimp That Bail Louise McAvoy. how do we Pimp That Bail I've got a photograph in the background here all these fancy banners they are absolutely fantastic they're obviously some entries from last year are they
10: yeah so last year actually it was just an idea, myself and my mother, we came up with it, and then our whole family helped out. So basically it was just as simple as getting a bale and spray painting an ID on it. So we didn't actually take any entries last year, but we made about 10 bales between the whole family, okay. and we had them all presented, for, and it was sure lots of people come and look at it, it and great. obviously it's
1: a, it's, it's a bit of fun is there a prize for the best pimped
3: bail?
10: well this year now we have a, a competition and the winner will get a hamper so we'll, we've lots of families already involved in the show <laughs> to get them Making bales, I think we have about 15 bales, hopefully. Uh, and this year. some
1: of them are quite ornate. I mean, some people have just gone with spray painting faces on a bale, but that one down there, that's, it, it, I think that's a cow, is it?
10: Yeah, that's a cow. That was right where we we're standing here actually last year on the entryway. That was four bales all together. Yeah. And we had to, sure it looks very good and, um, it does
1: yeah it looks great yeah. and I think uh, the kids again coming in the young people coming in will enjoy looking all that stuff looking forward to seeing how Pimp My Bell goes this year um, Some a lad here now who looks like a proper a proper grafter John uh, John Knox you're a part of the Young People's Committee, but you're doing some of the hard work. You're actually setting up the grounds here.
15: Ah uh, yeah, you'd find me down
11: here every evening, nearly setting up for the show, <laughs> so you would, so.
1: <laughs> He's a proper lad, isn't he? In his and Snickers before I
11: came down here, I was moving around all them bales for that pimp that bale up above at the yard, so okay, I was, so. Okay,
1: okay, so keep him busy. Um, are you from an agricultural background yourself?
11: Yeah, we live, we
1: farm at home, so we do.
11: We milk 300 cows at home, so we do, so.
1: So you're, you're milking cows. Um, obviously farming is in your blood. Oh yeah, sure it is, going to be so it is. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all yapping away, I think there's people listening to you over in the car and everything else. You're going to be busy for the whole weekend, John.
2: Oh, probably will be, but sure,
11: sure. has to be, a bit of crack, so it is.
1: <laughs> a bit of crack, excellent. Well, John um, is not the only one, because uh, we're also joined by another one of the younger gentlemen's involved in the show, uh, Ned grain uh, Junior Enterprise. Uh, you're making all the money, so.
16: Yeah, yeah. Um... I have a brown bread stall over here and so we'll be selling brown bread on Saturday. And will you be
1: competing as well, or will you just be selling your bread? It's just selling
16: it as a junior enterprise yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, fabulous. I mean, I've heard that the the soda bread competition I think is one of the biggest competitions here at Iverick. It's one of the biggest cooking things. Uh, would you ever have a, an inclination to compete yourself?
16: Oh yeah, I have that entered. Oh, he has yeah. it
1: entered. Oh. <laughs> yeah, cute. Has and and listen, without uh, without letting anybody in on, on private business, are you expecting to be busy? I hope so, anyway. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Well, listen, young people are a huge part of what work are doing. Um, coming back to Mary. Um, and Mary, in a moment, I'm going to throw a welly and see how good at welly throwing I actually am. But it's so refreshing, isn't it, to see those young people involved and, and their passion. Um, they're not isn't class, it lovely? It.
12: It, but yeah. they're so enthusiastic, you know. Like, the, the, from day one, we've had five meetings in the course of the lead-up to the show. Um, and I can honestly say every single meeting, you came away, away from the meeting, God... We have got a great crowd here, do you know what I mean, of young people, you know what I mean, ready to help and do need, and it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Well,
1: we're going to talk fashion in a moment, but before we do that, I promised I'd do something, so I'm going to do it. Tara, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand Tara my microphone, and um, I'm going to get some tips on welly throwing in just a moment before I have a little throw myself, because uh, Leah Cairns, who's in charge of the welly throwing competition, has gone and found a welly. Leah, before I start and and, and try this, is there any rules for welly throwing?
10: Uh, not really, just fling it as far as you can.
1: <laughs> Underhand, overhand. Is there anything that's banned before I, I give it a go? Nope. <laughs> Any way you want. Okay. She's not really giving me that many tips. Although I've got a handful of gear here. I'm not going to be trying. Tara, you're going to take over commentary responsibility. Perfect. And you can hold that microphone and that stuff. I'm going to get rid of. I'm going to get rid of all of this stuff of my hands for a second. Headphones off, and we're going to go for it. So, under, I could kill anybody. Eddie Hughes watching in the.
9: OB. Eddie Hughes is watching. Eddie,
1: underhand or overhand? Under, Under. here we go, ready, give us a countdown. Three, two, two, one. one,
10: It's gone very far, Brian.
1: Is that any good? I've no idea. Is that any good at Welly Throwing? Yeah, that was very good. Was it? Okay, we'll take that then. First go at Welly Throwing and you can come and experience the Welly Throwing competition here at the iVerg Show. To all the young people's committee, thank you very much for getting involved. To Mary, who's coordinating that uh, fabulous fabulous initiative and great to see so many young people. Oh, don't worry, we'll get loads of photographs in a minute because I've got to talk fashion. I want to have another go at that Welly Throwing stuff because um, I'm a bit competitive like that, but we'll do that during an ad break. But before we get to that ad break <sighs> back sitting down
13: now you can relax
1: <laughs> I can thank you very much that voice that you just heard is our fashion correspondent for IVERC looking after everything fashion here at the show it's a big big part of what the show contains yes. isn't it Anne-Marie
13: yes it is we're delighted that it is a big part because so many people love coming to the fashion show and we're running two fashion shows one at 11.30 and the second one at 3 o'clock and in between we'll have the best dressed Uh, competition and judging, um, and that'll be all finished and wrapped up before the the second fashion show. But ladies love it. Mm. Um, The marquee is always full, packed out, and we have some wonderful sponsors, wonderful people involved. Um, this year we're delighted to have Waterford Castle coming on board as a sponsor for the fashion event. And then we have wonderful prizes for our best dressed. First prize from Connolly's Red Mill store in Kilkenny with a €500 euro voucher for their store for the winner. And also A&E Jewelers in, in Clonmel and Ormond Hotel in Kilkenny are the second and third prize. So we're delighted to have those sponsors with us again this year. We have a wonderful committee of hard-working ladies, Fee Quilty, Kay Kelly, who's involved this year for the first time, Rachel Kirby, and then our compares on the day will be Tracy Millay, yep. famous lady from Kenny, and Faith Almond, who is an expert expert. In fashion
1: well faith we know faith um, always looks the epitome of fashion herself whether it's just going about her daily life or or even turning up at horsing events or whatever it might be different yeah. fashion shows
13: and she's wonderful and she will on the day give lots of tips on styling as throughout the fashion show so you'll be watching all local models people that are not professionals men women and children we're delighted to have some young children as well and they're all very brave They get up on the cash walk, go out and do their best and we're thrilled that everybody involved are all volunteers and willing to give their time and, and effort to the day.
1: So three major parts to the fashion element of what we've got here at Voiverk, we've got the actual fashion shows itself we've got that great advice and, and a bit of entertainment from your compares on the day and those two competitions best dressed lady and the actual uh, the fashion event itself it's it, it's a huge undertaking I mean in terms of the committee you're the one here talking to us today. I'm the one but talking but there
13: are other ladies that are doing far more than me fiona quilty is coordinating all of the stores and the models Kay kelly is is taking on you know helping faith with the uh, running of the best dressed and judging of it rachel is running around picking up stock from stores and of course i'm here i'll be here tomorrow setting up the marquee and getting everything ready getting it all dressed up and we also have our knight in shining armor Brian Blackmore who does all our heavy lifting for us so he's wonderful but it, it is and and we but the thing is we all enjoy it we get a great enjoyment out of it and on the day we have always have a great day and when we hear that people have enjoyed it that makes it all the better
1: now one of the key things when it comes to fashion is the weather because of course that will dictate what shoes people are going to wear what the outfits will be like it's looking good and um, are you going to expect people to stretch out that summer feel as much as they can it's the oiver show this weekend oh yes I,
13: I i think a lot of ladies are waiting for for saturday and they they may be planning or have planned already what they're going to wear and obviously if it's a little bit wet they might bring a spare pair of shoes yeah. or a dressy coat or a snazzy umbrella whatever it is but we do. We we really want to encourage people to come and enter the best dressed. The prize is already. Are great. I mean, the yeah. pri-
1: first prize is a 500 euro voucher to spend in Connolly's Red Mills in Kilkenny, yes. and your prizes for second and third. They're also fabulous as well. Yes, uh, it's great to have such backing and support from, from businesses around the area. And
13: Connolly's Red Mills are already facilitating the online applications up until tomorrow. So. The, you can enter already at this stage if you go on to the Red Mill Store um, website and make your entry or on the day up until 12.30 on the day and we'll have ladies around the fields scouting and looking for people to enter as well, so you'll get a bit of encouragement so we're all really looking forward to it Brian. It
1: it sounds like it'll be a fabulous day just coming back then to Jill Dowley uh, the show secretary, Um, Jill uh, getting distracted by all of the trucks and vans and everything else starting to arrive you can hear the noise in the background, things really starting to ramp up here at Iverc tomorrow is going to be a key day of course
11: Absolutely, we have uh, most of our large trades coming in today setting up shop and then tomorrow we hope to have the remaining trade stands setting up then tomorrow so that come Saturday morning most of the trade stands will be set up so it'll be uh, an easy pedestrian safe friendly uh, place on Saturday. The day itself, the
1: big day. Excellent. Well, Jill, the lady who sorts everything out in Iverick, the go-to person for the weekend. I did tell you we were going to say that a few times. Thank um, you, thanks for joining us. She's the show secretary, of course. Mary McAvoy and all the very different members of the Young People's Committee. Thanks for teaching me how to throw a welly. I'm not sure quite how well I did. I think they're being quite nice to me up here at Iverick. I don't think I'd be picking up any prizes if I was here at the weekend. And, of course, Anne-Marie Power, talking all things fashion. We're going to take a very short break after which we'll be returning with the continuation of our Hours to Protect series.
0: KCLR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. You're welcome back to the Iverc Show. Here we're having great fun today. I'm throwing wellies. Um, I've just finished my cup of coffee. The end of it was a bit cold, but still delicious. And we've got scones and apple cake and lots more besides. Coming up between now and 12 o'clock, Anne Neri is just about to join us because always cookery and you know cooking and all the cooking competitions are a huge part of Iverc. She's also got a recipe for us this week. Uh, Smoky Cul Cannon Jackets. will be talking to Anne in just a couple of moments' time. We've still got to talk cattle and lots more besides at iverick the sun has just come out and neary is looking absolutely splendiferous as usual um, and very welcome along to
15: iverick oh thank you very much yeah one of my favorite shows every year have been coming here for the last i can't say how many years but a long long time yeah it
1: seemed a bit disingenuous of me to welcome you to iverick <laughs> because it's my should, first time
15: well yeah isn't it just an amazing spot and like we were very much involved in the ponies and things like that when the children were younger and the horse and things like that that, that would have been part of it but the whole the whole thing about food, about the area, about everything that's about farming, everything about growing vegetables, everything about art, everything about children, like there's such an amount of things that actually go on here, which is absolutely fantastic.
1: And the various different categories uh, around yeah. baking and everything else. And I believe the soda bread competition is the, the most hotly, competi- yes. hotly contested competition of it, the weekend.
15: It is, yes. And the cherry cake, I don't know if they still have it on this year or not. That was another one that was yeah. always hotly contested. Because as as most people know, cherries are very hard to keep up in the cake. So
1: are they? Yes,
15: they are, yeah. So they have to be yeah, they have to be floured and things like that. And you could do it and it would be absolutely perfect maybe do it the next day then it mightn't be just cherry cake even though it's only a Madeira mix with cherries in it but you have to have the cherries evenly distributed yeah, in it I
1: love cherries <coughs> I have to say I do lo- yeah I do I love, um, I love cherries in a Black Forest Gatto for example oh, yes. I, love that yeah. I know it's a bit 1980s in terms no, of dessert listen, but I love it Yeah, and I think it goes back to my grandmother God rest her because she always used to have a little tub of glacé cherries for her baking and uh, it was a little tri- you know yeah. granny would give us one each because if we got our Hands on the tub of glass A cherries, there'd be it's nothing. It's all left. gone. Yeah, it, it, It'd be it, all but, gone. But
15: it, isn't it amazing, like how, you know, people still love things? And you see, a lot of restaurants as well, and they've sort of recreated things as, as or destructed uh, is the whole lot just to get you the flavour of what you're looking like the Black Forest Gata. Gotcha. So it would be. Totally differently put together, but it still would be the same basis of the black forest Yeah. you know. But it wouldn't look like the black forest Gatto But the same ingredients would it, would it, would be in
1: it basically. And when you come along to shows like this, Anne, would you become would you pick up maybe little tips? No, I don't mean tips in terms of somebody telling you what to do. But would you come up with little ideas based on something that you might have seen at look a show it. here? Go, look, yeah. sure that's really interesting, or something yeah. I haven't seen before.
15: Yeah, I think anything is a university of life. So you go around, you pick up. I pick up tips all the time, no matter what sort of I do, because I think like All these type of shows and life itself is an open university to pick up the stuff that you want to pick up and you'll take out of it what you want to take out of it. And if it's a thing like they might you might come here and you mightn't pick up one thing, but you could pick up 10 things. Like I might look at all the cakes and somebody had done something different and say, Ah, I didn't put walnuts Ah, on that, or Ah, I didn't put something on that. And then like the vegetable growing is just amazing as well. They have they'll have these parsnips and carrots, and you know, something you've never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the length of the carrot. Some parsnips that are out there as well so they're all good as well so and as well should they go to have fashion shows beautiful food everything everything will be about food fashion uh, children games ponies
1: horses all the important things
15: Everything in life, yeah. Well,
1: anne you're going to stay with us because in a couple of moments' time, you're going to give us a bit of an insight into a recipe for a smoky Colcannon jacket. Yes. But before we do that, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, our Hours to Protect series continues. Show producer Edna Quirk chatted earlier on in the week to Patrick Dunphy, climate action and sustainability advisor with Chagist, not too far from where we are here. Yeah, down the uh, road. Let's hear what they had to say. Perfect. Perfect
0: to protect brought to you by kcl or the ibi and funded by commission amman with a television license fee check out ours protect.ie for more information
17: this week on Ours to Protect, we're joined by Patrick Dumphy, Climate Action and Sustainability Advisor with CHUGAS. Patrick, welcome along.
18: Hi oh yeah, thanks very much for having me on.
17: Thank you for joining us. Really interested to see your initiative for climate action with regards to the agri sector.
18: Yeah, so the support Programme, so suppose the aim of the Slime Post Programme is to help agriculture to reach their uh, emissions targets that 25% reduction in emissions by 2030. So that's the overall aim of the Slime Post Programme. I uh, suppose also important to mention, John, you know, we're trying to uh, improve biodiversity on farms and trying to improve water quality as well. So we're working with farmers trying to improve these areas. So that's the overall aim of the Signpost Programme.
17: Okay, so tell me then a little bit about the specifics of the programme, how it works.
18: Yeah, so I suppose there's three elements of the Signpost Programme. There's the advisory element, which I'm involved in myself, uh, the research element, and then there's a digital hub for farmers as well, where they can get information on climate action. Um, so the research element, they're looking at areas that farmers can, uh, technologies that farmers can implement on their own farms, uh, try and help um, meet this reduction in emissions. We have a number of signpost farms then throughout the country, and these farms then are implementing these technologies on their own farms. Uh, farmers go out and see these signpost farms. We visit them as well with farmers, so farmers can see how these technologies work and they can see how they can implement them on their own farms then.
17: Patrick, what kind of technologies are you talking about?
18: Well, I suppose the big one really, there's no real silver bullet in terms of this. It's it's a number of steps we implement, but one of the big ones there is protected urea. So changing over from the use of can or standard urea to protected urea. So it, there's a big uh, reduction in emissions there, but there's also financial benefit for farmer as well as um, it works out uh, per unit of nitrogen, uh, it's a much cheaper product.
17: And from your work then in an advisory capacity, how on board are the farming community in Kilkenny and Carlow with these kind of uh, projects?
18: Okay, well, I suppose my role at the moment is I'm visiting the farmers, so I'm going to discussion groups to farmers and I do a workshop with the farmers uh, during them discussion groups. So we do a little bit of background as to regulations and how we've got to where we are we talked then about what technologies the farmers can implement on their farms to produce emissions. And we talked through that at the end of the workshop then. I sign the farmers up into uh, the program. And uh, that helps me then develop a plan for the farmer using a thing called AgNav. So the AgNav is a system we have, we've We've um, created in Chagas, so it's a collaboration between Chagas, ICBF and Borabia. And it allows us to see where the farmer's current level emissions are at. I do a plan for the farmer then and then uh, trying to to try and reduce their emissions further so they know exactly their number they know their number and then they can have a plan then built around that and how to reduce emissions even further so far it's been very positive uh farmers are eager to do their bit they understand that they have a you know they have a major part playing this and uh i suppose they're happy as well to see that there is a program in place that's helping meet these reductions in emissions there's a lot of negativity out there about agriculture at the moment Uh, So this is a positive, a big positive there for farmers.
17: I was just going to say that, that oftentimes, uh, you know, when you talk about farmers recognising that they have a major part to play, often the farming community are particularly targeted, I think, when it comes to negative talk around, I suppose, climate damage or who's at fault for climate damage. So it must be great for the farming community to have new initiatives like this come on board that, you know, enables them to, to upskill maybe in different areas.
18: Exactly, yeah. Look, the 25% reduction is a big, big target to meet. But well, we're just trying to get the message across that we're here to help farmers meet that uh, reduction and that uh, there is help in place and there's a plan plan in place to help them meet that uh, reduction as well.
17: So you talked about advice and, and research. What about the, the digital
18: hub? Yes, the digital hub is just a platform there with all this information in one place that farmers can access easily. So, if they're looking for any additional information uh, online, they can find it there. It's also access, uh, accessible to other groups as well, um, teachers and secondary schools teaching like science stuff like that. Just really to show that there's plenty of information there for people. Um, if, if, they, if they want to find us,
17: and is that information available for people who may have difficulties with literacy?
18: Yeah, I suppose. Look, there's a lot of videos as well. Uh, we tend to a lot of videos, and I suppose really how we're getting this message across at the moment is out visiting farms and visiting discussion groups with farmers. So we try and spread the message that way as well. Discussion groups are a great way of uh, um spreading information, you know, throughout um, to farmers. Um, you know, farmers learn by doing and they see other farmers implementing it, these technologies in their farms and it gives them the confidence then to go and implement that technology on their own farm.
17: Sounds like a really great initiative. How long is, is this a pilot project that's rolling out?
18: No, it, it's not a pilot programme. Uh, it's been rolled out throughout the country. So there's 21 advisors like myself throughout the country. So there's anyone now in every county. Uh, we're working with farmers and we're trying to get many farmers signed up as possible. So the aim is that 50,000 farmers signed up by 2030 up to this climate action program. So it's a a big ask, um, but uh, we're well on our way to to, uh, getting it done. Uh, I suppose it's important to mention as well, it's a free service. You don't need to be a Chagas client um, to sign up to this service. Um, So you can register online or you can contact the local Chagas office in Kilkenny and I can get back to any farmers that are interested in signing up to the program
0: ours protect is funded by Commission Noman with a television license fee and is a partnership between KCLR and the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland. Check out ours to protect.ie for more information.
1: And remember, of course, you can listen back to Errors to Protect on both our websites. And indeed, you'll find that the entire series on the Errors to Protect website itself, which is www.errorstoprotect.ie. And there you'll find all our weekly tip sheets and lots of information about the weekly topics that we're covering on Errors to Protect. Stay with right with us. We're our show. After a small break, we'll be talking to Anne Neary about smoky Kilcannon Jackets. And indeed, we'll be finding out about all of the food on offer here at the show from Rose Flynn. That and lots more besides.
0: KCLR Live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie KC- KCLR
1: KCLR You're very welcome back to the iVerk Show live Live from the Iverk show, if you can see what we did there. Um, food is very important to everybody in every part of their life, of course, because you need a little bit of sustenance. And in a moment's time, we'll be talking about all the different offerings coming from Iverk uh, with Rose. But before that, Anne Neary has a smoky cold cannon jacket for us, Anne.
15: Yes, I have a smoky cold cannon jacket, and I know I did promise you I would do the back to school, but we're from iverick today, so next week. I will do
1: I the... Think, I think all the children in Kilkenny and Carla will be quite happy for us to leave back to school conversations for just one, and no, more, one more
15: week <laughs> for the final week. But listen, this is a really small, I, I, I suppose a nice little nifty dish. For mum, it was the thing that some are going back to school today tomorrow and if she wants to do something <clears throat> she can do this this evening, leave it there and then will heat it up and it come tomorrow. Basically I'm baking four big potatoes, I'm using about eight ounces of smoked fish let it be cod or haddock. Uh, you can use smoked bacon as well, five to six uh, pieces of uh, bacon uh, and then about 150 mils of milk, two ounces of butter and about a half of Savoy cabbage. Basically, you're going to bake the potatoes in the oven for about an hour and then about 20-30 minutes before, before the potatoes are done, you're going to get a bacon tray, you're going to put the fish in on it and you can put the bacon in there if you like as well or if you think that you're not using fish, just use bacon sort of only and then you're going to put the fish and the milk uh into a medium sized saucepan. Sorry, you can poach the fish and you can grill the bacon. Uh, And then uh, the next thing then what you're actually going to do is you're going to cook the cabbage separately as well. And then you're going to take the potatoes out of the oven and you're going to scoop out the center and you're going to uh, mash them up. And then you're going to add the, the fish, the bacon, and the cabbage and you're going to fill them back into the shells and then you just tip them in the oven for about 10-15 minutes and they're absolutely beautiful what I like as well is when I scoop out the shells I like to have a little bit of chilli powder or a bit of paprika and oil and I just brush it over and I stick in the shells for maybe 5 minutes and then put that inside everything together so there you go so the fit they're fed them for the evening or oh, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever it is yes indeed
1: it, 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 it's easy it's straightforward it's important to be thinking about recipes like that for this time of year when especially as we get back into the routine when we it, get back into the routine things that it's are it's easy. the transition isn't it it's the transition
15: yeah because I mean the late I used to always hate this week when my children were going back to school Everybody, some people were delighted but I hated it because this routine then this mad rush in the morning somebody is late and somebody doesn't get into the car and everybody's shouting at everybody to get out the door so it's just you <laughs> ready no I'm not ready so (laughs) there you go
1: I want to ask you one more question before we go. I mean, half a savoy cabbage, all cabbage tastes the same, man, doesn't
15: it? Well, you could do it, <laughs> it does, but the, cu- the savoy cabbage is actually, it cooks faster and it's a lighter type, whereas if you'd cook the curly kale or the curly cabbage, it's, it's a tougher type of cabbage. So it takes a little bit longer. So the savoy cabbage is one of my favorite savoy cabbage. And what I actually do is, I don't even boil cabbage a lot of the time. I just stir fry it with a bit of garlic and butter oh, on it.
1: And give it over. Please give it over. you making me hungry. And of course, there's going to be a a lot of hungry people here at the weekend yes. at the Iverk Show. Um, but don't worry, if you are coming along and you do end up hungry, Rose Flynn's going to tell us about all of the different types of food that's on offer here at Iverk. Rose, uh, big, big challenge even organising the food side of things.
14: Oh, well, you're very welcome, Brian and Dan, to the Iverk Show grounds. And, uh, yeah, that's my uh, job with my husband, John, so we organise some variety. Uh, You'll have your usual favorites, your chips, your burgers, pizzas, hot dogs, and we'll have some vegan options, but uh, we've also tried to introduce a diversity of international cuisines, so with some Portuguese, they're setting up over there now, and some Indian, and um, so we'll also have coffee uh, artists and coffee producers, so with your coffee then you can enjoy a wonderful dessert, so we'll have some uh, tray bakes and cheesecakes and uh, lots of (laughs) home-baked products and um, not forgetting then that when you're heading home you can pick up your um, tart or your cake (laughs)
15: Rose, right if you keep
1: talking like that, I won't be heading anywhere. I'll be staying here to be fed and watered for That's the whole the weekend. Is there a tent
15: there that we can camp out for a few days or we'll be here? When well, we fit you.
14: We'll organise B&B. Thank you so much. I
1: tell you what, Anne, we'll try and source a couple of the sleeping bags somewhere and you and I can bunk down in the outside broadcast unit for the next couple of days. And food is so important, isn't it? It's just it, great to have it, such variety on offer. It
15: is. And oh my God, I'm delighted that you're doing your, your uh, Indian and Portuguese. And you see, we have all these ethnic people coming into the country now from different countries and like the thing about it is that they love to have their own food as well and even though your man might be living in ireland but he still is actually
1: ah, yeah. yeah and making their own businesses as well i mean so many of the ukrainian community have come to ireland and of course it's independence day in ukraine today celebrating i think 32 years um, since the independence of ukraine in 1991 declared this day um, it's great to welcome from all different parts of the world to our communities and Piltown with the Iveagh Show, I'm sure are doing just it would be the same.
15: Fabulous for them. It would be fabulous. And I mean it would be like it would be like, I suppose, giving us some of the history of what actually happens in Ireland, like from the growing of vegetables to the baking to the uh, horses to the show jumping to the tents in there to your say your co- your barista coffee makers, to all the different people that comes, to the humble burger which, yeah. would, which yeah. never started but so, there's no barista about.
1: coffee makers here just yet but I have to say the quality of the coffee coming out from the team in there is absolutely excellent mm-hmm. as well I'm on my second cup of the morning
14: well that's it just to keep you awake and we want to keep you on your toes because it's a, there's a long day ahead Brian
1: <laughs> absolutely um, listen Rose Flynn and uh, Anne Neary it's always a Thank pleasure you. talking to you and Rose thanks Thank for joining you us so on KCL all our live we're going to move on we're going to go back to large animals it's been a while we started talking about some large animals with the horses and everything else towards the beginning of the show we've discuss sheep haven't yet had a chance to talk and lisa dunn is going to do that for us now good morning lisa welcome along
16: thanks very much for having me cattle a huge part of work. yes it's a it's a massive showstopper here on the day and um regardless whether you're farming or not the cattle draws an awful lot of attraction up in the top field there We have over 49 classes on show with 13 championships on Saturday. So we're we're chuffed to have so many be able on so many classes on the day. Did you say 49? Yep, we have 49 classes on Saturday. Yeah.
1: So just give this uh, this city boy here a bit of an insight as to sure a cow's a cow. (laughs) (laughs)
16: <laughs> well, I suppose a lot of city people would probably say the same thing, but it's very interesting to come along on the day to be able to see them get ready, get out of the trailers, um, get all their hair done more than any of the rest of us and all the pampering that goes on. And it's very interesting to see the best animals in Ireland being paraded up in those rings. And, um, yeah, look, it's it's a privilege to be part of it.
1: I mean, beef, cattle, it's a huge part of our economy, and not just our agricultural economy, our Irish economy. Economy in general, yeah. um, renowned worldwide for the quality of of our cattle and beef, and it's yeah. great to celebrate that here, at Iver.
16: Yeah, no, it definitely is. And like I mean, as I said, you will see some top quality animals there. Be it dairy, beef, commercial, whatever we have on Saturday, there's a wide variety for people to see. So. What do you always look
1: forward to seeing most?
16: I actually look forward to meeting the people and the sponsors yeah it's it's like i work for the department of agriculture myself and i enjoy working with livestock but it's the meeting the people and the sponsors and just the general buzz about the day is great yeah
1: i I think it's so important you know that the departments get involved in events like this because it's about building those things because obviously the department are responsible for setting down legislation around agriculture and you have to be out on the ground with the farmers to really understand the challenges that they're facing yeah. to be able to get those legislative measures correct.
16: Yeah, and I suppose being here on the day it is nice to hear the topics that you know farmers are discussing and and what's bothering them at the moment, You know, so it's nice to be able to discuss those topics with them and kind of get a feel for their day-to-day running on the farm.
1: Recently we saw on Primetime, obviously, the, the Primetime documentary about the, the cattle industry and it highlighted some shortcomings within the industry in terms of animals. Animal welfare and um, was that shocking to you to see?
16: It was and I suppose we have put in place we will have animal welfare officers on duty on the day if anyone has any concerns and it 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 did shock me and I think that we have a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah yeah I mean I sort of put you on the spot with that question I wasn't trying to, 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 to dig a hole for you or anything like that but I think what I was getting at is that events like this are so opposite to what yeah. we saw on that primetime documentary these are people who love their animals who care for their animals and are so proud of them that they go to such lengths to bring them to shows like this to show them yeah, off. yeah and
16: I suppose for anyone who doesn't um, come from a farming background or hasn't visited a farm I would definitely recommend that they come and see the show animals here on the day and just see You know how well looked after that they are, and all the time and preparation that goes into them on show day. Like it really is a spectacle to see.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of people will come along, whether they're from a farmer background or not, or whether they just want to come along and see those kids. You mentioned the sponsors. Um, Do you want to name check some of them? Yeah, look, I mean, we
16: could be here for the day if I started (laughs) to name all our sponsors.
1: Plenty plenty of tea, coffee, and updates going.
16: (laughs) But um, look, I suppose the biggest class that we probably have here on the day is we have the Aldi Irish Angus All Ireland. Bull championship, and um, we have three classes, three champ- championship classes, each has 28 bulls in it, and um, that's sponsored by Aldi ABP and the Irish Angus Cattle Society. And I suppose the prize money that's there um, for those classes across the heifers and the bulls is over 41,620 euros. Yeah. So you know, there's there's going to be serious competition here on Saturday.
1: Well, I'm sure everybody coming along will look forward to enjoying that. and as yet another piece of large farm machinery passes in the back background here. Uh, I'm going to thank Lisa Dunn for joining us and telling us thank everything you. Thank you for uh, Me. Bovine, in terms of what we can expect for the IVERC show this weekend. We're going to take a very little short break and we're going to let things wrap up with the IVERC chair. Mr. Robert Dowling in just a couple of moments.
0: KCLR Live with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie
1: KC- kcl You're very welcome back to the IVERC show here. We're still bathed in sunshine, swigging away on our coffee, enjoying um, everything that IVERC has to offer. And I'm only here on the setup day. I can only imagine what it would be like come Saturday. We started our show off this morning um, by talking to John who's the current chair of the IVERC committee. And we thought we'd wrap it up by speaking to the, the former chair um, joining us now, Robert Dowley. Um, thank you very much for your time.
19: Thank you, Brian, and welcome to IVERC.
1: And I think starting off with the current chair and finishing with the former chair it sort of goes back to what we were talking to Norman about earlier on. This is a generational thing. It's about passing the mantle from one committee to the next committee, from one generation to the next.
19: Absolutely. And, and I mean, this is, as we say, the show is in its 196th year and uh, it has passed down. My grandfather was chairman and president. My father was chairman. I'm there and I've done uh, the last seven years and I feel it's time to pass the mantle on to somebody else and nobody more able than John to take it up.
1: Well, John said at the beginning of the show that uh, somebody twisted his arm to get involved. Were you the chief arm twister? Uh, Well,
19: I wouldn't quite say it like that, but uh, John is well up to uh, to the task
1: and I have full belief in him. I'm sure you will do a great job. Um, Talk about your history with Iverc. I mean, you know, again, going back to the beginning of the show, uh, you know, Ned Walsh, president, was talking about coming to Iverc for 75 years. Now, I'm sure Ned will be quite okay with me not putting you quite into his category just yet. But tell me about your involvement with the show. Well,
19: I mean, as I said, uh, my grandfather and father were involved, and I I certainly remember being down here as a six- and a seven-year-old. I showed cattle down here. I remember as a 14-year-old hopping onto a tractor, and trailer and driving up to Dunhamagan to collect the jumps for the show jumping and bring them down, and we spent a lot of time down here, and uh, that that was the foundation for my involvement and my family's involvement in it. And then you know, as time goes on, I went playing rugby and family. I I stepped away a little bit, and uh, in latter years, then uh, certainly in the last 20 years, I've got heavily involved and. Uh, so up to the role, I was secretary for eight years and chairman for the last seven years.
1: And that's the thing about a show like this, you know, we've been running a competition to try and give away a couple of tickets. Um, maybe we'll be able to announce the winner of those tickets before we go off air. You know, I'll, I'll give people a little clue. The question we were asking was, in which year was the first Oiverk show? Was it 1826, 1846 or 1866? You've just said that it's it's in its 197th year. So anybody who can do a maths will probably be able to just get a last minute entry <laughs> In on that competition, but the show itself is a sort of a rock of stability and, and continuity within the Pilltown area. You mentioned that you went away for a few years, probably as you were busy with other elements of your life, and and people will do that. Maybe people leave Pilltown in, the, in their college-going years, but Iverk is still here when they come back.
19: Absolutely, and I mean we we have people who have grown up in this area, living all over Ireland and abroad who make it their business to be back here every year for the show. Uh, and that's how important it is for them. It's 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 a connection to their youth in the area. Um, you take it on the day. I mean, we're going to have over 250 volunteers here. I mean, we have the unsung, as I always call them, the unsung heroes of the show who are out in the car park, yeah. parking cars all day long and uh they see very little of the show yeah, yeah we were and, and about these them. are the guys who are important these are the guys who do important work i'm I, I always uh look at the analogy of me when i was chairman i was just captain of the ship but there was a crew behind they were doing all the work and getting the whole thing to where
1: it is yeah it's always the chairperson that gets to stand up and make an address or come and talk on the radio it's the people who bring their own pack lunch their own flask and sit in the field you know, a couple of hundred metres down the road away from here and, as you said, can hear everything going on in the distance but don't get in to enjoy it themselves. It's, it's quite a selfless thing to do. Absolutely,
19: absolutely. But, I mean, there is something and there is a position for everybody and, you know, they take the responsibility and, I mean, all the stewards in the area, they take responsibility for their area. They have their uh, volunteers working with them and, and, and that's where the success is, that mm. each person stands up and takes their responsibility. And and it runs beautifully and it runs smoothly and that's because of the whole community effort that goes into the show.
1: Well, we're expecting over 20,000 people here. Obviously, you'll be one of those in a less official capacity than the last previous years. Are you looking forward to being able to relax a little compared to previous years and enjoy the show? Well,
19: I was saying to somebody earlier, it's probably the first year in the last seven years at least that I will uh, be able to see some of the show. Most of the years is a blur to me because there's so much happening. Uh, So I'm actually looking forward to uh, getting around and, and on, a, on a chilled basis and seeing the whole lot. It's going to be it's going to be a fantastic day. I mean, we are probably one of the premier shows in Ireland. We're certainly the second largest one-day show in Ireland. And, uh, you know, that stands to the community
1: here. It absolutely does. Well, Robert Dowley, former chair of the Iverk Show, thank you very much for your time this morning. That thank about you, wraps Rob. us up. It just gives us time to announce um, the winner of those tickets for the Oyverick Show is... Magella. Prendergast, congratulations, Magella Prendergast, who I understand is in Goresbridge. We'll be in contact to get those two tickets to the Iverick Show over to you. All I can say is if you're listening, if you haven't been to the Iverick Show, if the small welcome that we've had here today at KCLR Live is anything to go by, you're in for a fabulous day if you're coming along, And um, all kicking off on Saturday. Thanks to all of the team, all the committee. I'm not going to mention any names because I will undoubtedly miss somebody. It's a pleasure having been here all the morning. We'll be back in studio tomorrow morning from 10. And John Keane is up after the news at 12. I'll talk to you in the morning.
0: KCLR Live, with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.